From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. And we're glad you are back. And uh, thanks so much for joining us. We certainly appreciate it. Bill Michael Show, we continue on. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. They are the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. And don't forget, also the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael's Huddle, which is brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. Seltzer, unquestionably good. And don't forget, only 100 calories, cranberry, grapefruit, pineapple, strawberry flavors. Go to BudLight.com for all the information, all the good stuff. Over there, and thanks to Bud Light. They've been with us a long, long time. It's been a weird year even for them when it comes to, uh, you know, we're not out in the bars, we're not out in the neighborhoods, we're not doing big events, so it's it's been tough. But uh, we're glad to do it. And don't forget, follow us over on the Facebook fan page and look for Facebook Live yet again tomorrow as we do the, uh, the pre-huddle, as we say, and uh, give you some of the topics and things we're going to be talking about, not to mention answering your emails. If you want emails to be answered on the, uh, the Bill Michaels uh, pre-huddle, then all you have to do is uh, follow us over on the Facebook fan page, shoot me your email, and who knows, maybe we read your email and answer it during Facebook Live tomorrow. That comes up at about 5 o'clock is when I sit down and start doing that. You just got to kind of watch, you know, but usually about 5 o'clock, 5.30, somewhere in there is when we go Facebook Live, and that's just before we get ready to go on the air at 6 o'clock from 6 to 8 is the huddle. So the uh, the national pundits, if you will, are looking – at the Green Bay Packers in many different ways. Uh, some are saying, look, they're a true Super Bowl contender. Others are saying, well, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, I think it's interesting because uh, the four-letter network says, for the most part, they say the Packers are the best team. You know, they're the best team. But there is some dissension as to why they should or shouldn't be the best team and whether or not, uh, as Ryan Clark pointed out, that uh, the offense he didn't feel with what they're doing now is sustainable. Maybe the total number of points, sure. You can look at it and say you may run into some better defenses. You're not going to put up 30-plus points per game. But I think for the most part, it's not just the players. It has been the play calling that has given them the edge. Uh, now you take a guy like Ross Tucker yesterday on our program. Ross Tucker uh, was when I asked him about the Green Bay Packers, this is what Ross Tucker had to say when it came to ranking teams in the NFL and who was first. So you're going to say that I'm just doing this because I'm on your show. But I'm telling you, I'm not. Anybody that listens to any of my shows, including the Ross Tucker football podcast, knows that every Tuesday I do my power rankings. And today, for the first time ever, the number one ranked team, well, first time this year at least, the Green Bay Packers. I have the Packers as the number one team, Ravens two, Chiefs three, Seahawks four, Buffalo Bills five, Pittsburgh Steelers six. That's how I see it right now. I think you could probably move around the top six in a couple different ways. But that's kind of where I see him. I always judge it based on what I think would happen in my backyard right now in a series of three or five or seven games. And I, 
I had your Packers number one this week, Bill. So there you go. The Packers number one for the first time this season. So Colin Cowherd, who has, and many of you have pointed out, takes a lot of delight in pointing out that uh, the Green Bay Packers have not done their due diligence to fortify Aaron Rodgers or that Aaron Rodgers at times, as he has pointed out, is not uh, the best quarterback in the league. Uh, it's sometimes you, you don't know specifically how to take what Colin Cowherd has to say, but this time he stated that he believes the Green Bay Packers are top-notch. Take a listen. Green Bay, there's some really interesting number numbers here, and he faces Brady this week. But here's some numbers that you can't deny. They're averaging 6.8 yards a play. That is a Vegas number. Vegas loves that. If you're averaging almost seven yards a play, that's to, well, why are they doing it? The offensive line is ranked number one in the NFL. Aaron hasn't thrown a pick. Uh, they're not getting penalized. They're not turning the ball over. Um, I think their defense is probably a little better than we give it credit for because Aaron is so fantastic. We pay so much attention to Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay's offense that their defenses are rarely bad. I think it's a good, solid defense. Certainly, there's some bad defenses in the uh, NFC. I think Green Bay's the best team right now. Fewest sacks allowed, no interceptions, seven yards of play, a better defense. Their special teams are reliable. If Devontae Adams is healthy and he's got some injury history i think it's i think it's a super bowl winning team so there you go if Devontae adams is healthy and is able to then take them to that next level and the guys around him play well then he thinks it's a super bowl level team um so you tell me agree or disagree is this a team that you feel it, you know what? It would be this type of this kind of year. I mean, this is 2020, right? The year of the pandemic, the year that everything got shut down and then reopened. But it, it reopened weird, and you know we're all wearing masks, and and you know you, you can't hear each other, so we pull our masks down to talk to one another, which doesn't do the due diligence of the mask to begin with. And you know things are bars aren't full of Packers fans, and aren't they're, they're being shut down, and it's just a weird year. This would be the year that the Green Bay Packers go to the Super Bowl and end up down in Tampa Bay, and then the fans obviously couldn't travel because who knows what it's going to be like come come the beginning of February. But I still think when I look at these other teams, you know, I don't have a lot of faith in the 4-1 Chicago Bears. I think uh, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a good team. I don't think they are a great team. I don't think there's really a great team in the National Football League. I think the most balanced would have to go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think uh, maybe the best would go to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I think the up-and-comer is resurgence after a down year last year would be the L.A. Rams. I think a, a, an over-projected team would be the Minnesota Vikings. I think, uh, and you maybe could even throw the Dallas Cowboys, but now that with Dak Prescott's gone, I mean, who knows what Andy Dalton's going to give you. So that team's up in the air. I thought they would be better. The, the surprise team out of everybody, I think, is the uh, Cleveland Browns. Um, you know, maybe you could say the surprise team on the negative side would be even the, the, the Houston Texans or the Minnesota Vikings. But if you started giving out awards right now, you know, there's some things to think about. And then you look at the Green Bay Packers and you're like, well, why not? Why not Green Bay? Solid offense, spreads the ball around, numerous weapons. You got Devontae, you got Aaron Jones, you've got Alan Lazard, who hopefully will come back at some point. 
But still, you've had an emerging, much better than last season, Marquez Valdez-Scantling with the wheels. You've got a pretty good tight end position now. Uh, you, you, Jamal Williams has proven himself coming out of the backfield as well. Now, if you start to erode that talent via injury, yeah, yeah it's, it's eventually going to dry up. But if you get the defense back to full strength, and I'm not saying there's anybody on that defense that's a world beater other than the ones that you would circle, much like a Jair Alexander, maybe Zadaria Smith, Kenny Clark. But if it just continues to get better, yeah, why not, right? Why not the Green Bay Packers? 855-830-8648-855-830-8648. Again, 855-830-8648. Give us a shout. Why not the Green Bay Packers? You tell me. Are they that good? Are they that good? Would love to get your thoughts on this. Uh, Jason writes in the Wendy's email inbox. He says, uh, hey, guys, the Green Bay Packers are for real. Book it. I'll see you in Tampa Bay. Helen says, go Pack, go. Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in football. He's playing like it again. He seems to be genuinely happy. Well, two things. One, you know, you take him at his word that, you know, some things in his life that he analyzed or recognized changed and a change for the better. And then on top of that, yeah, yeah things are great when you're undefeated. You know, you're happy when you're undefeated. So, you know, what you wait for is the adversity and to see how they handle it. This one's from uh, Backwood Dave. And uh, Dave says, uh, I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan listening to you from Ohio. I think the Packers are a really good team. Thanks for recognizing that my Steelers are a balanced team. I really love what Juju Smith-Schuster brings to the table. And I love the fact that Big Ben is looking at everybody now. It seems like Mike Tomlin has his arms around the organization again. One of the more underrated coaches, don't you think? Question mark. I love Aaron Rodgers, always have. I think he's going to lead this team to another Green Bay-Pittsburgh matchup in Tampa Bay. That would be something. I'd love to have that. you got some history there. I mean, short of having, say, Green Bay in Kansas City, right? Super Bowl one, the rematch and all that kind of stuff, history. You would then have the history of the last time the Packers were there, the last time they faced this particular team and the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, Pittsburgh played well, but the Packers got the best of them. It was one of the best postseasons we'd ever seen out of a quarterback throughout the NFL. I mean, it would be absolutely fantastic. I, 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 you know, would be, you know, thrilled if that were it. So I'm all for that. Um. Allen says, if and when the win over Tampa, there will be another tone for the sports news. The Green Bay Packers will then be the truly top team. If they beat them handily, if they beat them playing the kind of football and doing the things that we have witnessed, absolutely. I, I would I would not doubt that at all. I would completely agree with you there. Absolutely. 855-830-8648. You want to chime in? I want to hear from you. Want to hear from you. Hey, you're driving around out there and you're probably looking at all the wind and you got some things blowing across the road. And every now and then you see one of those corn stalks or shucks or something go by and you're like, man, why haven't they harvested that corn yet? You know why? Because that's probably ethanol corn. And they're going to start doing that. You're going to see the machines working in the fields day and night, those combines and such. And uh, give a give a honk out to the farmers. God knows they need it. Got to recognize the farmers, the ones that work the land and work their ass off 
and really uh, in today's day and age get very little for it unfortunately but uh, the, there's corn there's 1.4 million acres of uh of of you know availability we'll say to grow corn throughout the state of Wisconsin and uh oh excuse me 14 million acres not 1.4 14 million acres and uh, they're going to harvest it all this month and that is ethanol that is going to be fuel for your vehicle so you've got the farmers the truck drivers the refinery workers the dispensaries all working for you to save you a little money at the pump and whether it's unleaded 88 or e85 you can complete the circle by making that purchase when you pull up to the pumps check it out for yourself look for the unleaded 88 or E85. If you've got the green flex fuel badging on the back of your car on your gas cap, you can run E85. But if you've got a car newer than 2001, you should be good to go for at least unleaded 88. A good portion of the corn grown right here in Wisconsin and around the upper Midwest specifically grown for ethanol. And to dispel all the myths and to get all the facts, go to a better fuel. Dot org. That is abetterfuel.org. So don't miss this chance to be the advocate for the Wisconsin farmers and the farmers all throughout the upper Midwest. Go to abetterfuel.org. That is abetterfuel.org. Brought to you by our friends at the Wisconsin Biofuels Association. When we come back, you tell me, are the Green Bay Packers the best? More of the Bill Michael Show next. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. we look it welcome back this portion of the program brought to you by our friends over at new male medical treating guys with ed all over the state beyond the borders you have low energy maybe the brain fog they can help you out with some low t treatments or if you've been going through this pandemic and you've been cooped up and you're not going out and you're really kind of kind of out of your routine you haven't just been able to do the things that you normally do and you're starting to put on the pounds they have the all-in-one weight loss program as well do what i did make the call make the call doesn't cost you anything to call just say you know i need some help see what they can do for you 414-455-4451 with myself i went from 292 in january to 237.4 today lowest i've been since i was in high school and that was after i ate some pizza last night boy i haven't eaten really great over the last couple of days but still just kind of holding steady got a good workout in today but still holding steady so give them a call 414-455-4451 that is 414-455-4451 coming up here at the bottom of the hour kevin cole data scientist for pro football focus going to be joining us we'll talk about the science the actual data numbers of the Green Bay Packers to see how good this team actually is. Uh, this is from Jacob. Now, asking the question with all the uh, nationals now saying the Packers are one or two or three in the National Football League when it comes to power rankings, what do you think the Green Bay Packers are? Uh, email says, uh, I think the Green Bay Packers are the fifth best team until they prove it and get past San Francisco, get past Kansas City, get past the L.A. Rams. I think this team has a ways to go. Don't get me wrong. I think they're very good, but they have to prove it. This is going to be a good step this weekend into moving up in the rankings if indeed they beat Tom Brady and the crew. Again, though, I go back to they, they play San Francisco. Okay, I, I don't I don't argue with you on that. But 
San Francisco right now with you know a team that's been banged up. So, but you got to take that into consideration, right? Don't you? I mean, you know, I mean, you're not going to take the 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 Dallas Cowboys any more serious now because Dak Prescott's gone, unless you really have have a Jones for you know Andy Dalton. So you look at San Francisco, you say they're two and three. They were just they just had the hell beat out of them by the Miami Dolphins. And by the way, that game was at Levi Stadium. Not that home field advantage is huge, but when you're going east coast to west coast, making the cross country diagonal trip, that's that's a hell of a trip. So the San Francisco 49ers have I mean, Bose is gone for the season, right? So and Garoppolo is not playing well. Bethard came in actually in that game. Garoppolo seven uh, for seventeen and seventy-seven yards. He threw two picks. Looked terrible. Mostert ran the ball pretty well. Didn't he have just under like 100 yards? He had like 90, 95 yards, something like that. He looked pretty good. So they have a decent run game, good offensive line. But defensively, they've lost some guys to injury. You do get Kittle back. But right now, he's still, you know, nicked up. He still doesn't look right, even though he did have four catches in that game. He just he doesn't have that same zip. That same other gear. He'll get there, but he's coming back from injury. So do you still look at San Francisco the same? And the, the Packers play them, what is it, uh, in week week nine, I think is what it is? Yeah, Thursday, November 5th. That's a Thursday night contest. That's after playing the Minnesota Vikings at home, by the way. So they could get a win over the Buccaneers, a win over the Texans, and then it, within a matter of four days, beat both Minnesota and San Francisco. At that point, do you say that this is a good football team? You know? And w- what is the win on their docket that tells you this is a good football team? Because they don't play Kansas City. They don't play Pittsburgh. They do play Tennessee. They'll have to stop the run, and that's going to be a monumental task for after watching Derrick Henry run like uh, you know a, a giant man throwing Lilliputians to the ground. But at what point do you say, yeah, this is a good football team? I think you're selling the Packers short if you think that certain wins are going to make the difference. Yes, on the road at Tampa Bay. Yes, on the road at San Francisco. Good wins. But if San Francisco only wins another one more game between now and then, is that a good win because you beat a bad San Francisco team? So, I don't know. I I, I, don't, I just think there's a lot of people looking for excuses not to find reason to, I don't know if I'd be excited about the Green Bay Packers is the best word, but um, to at least give them their, their props, I guess, right? Uh, could be, by the way, wide receiver Equinemia St. Brown and linebacker Kamal Martin. They could possibly play this week. It's their first opportunity to come off of the IR. Um, and he, you know, Matt LaFleur, you're going to hear from him coming up here in a little bit, but He's basically saying it's how the guys respond, you know, when you get a chance to look at them. So, so we'll see if you get some of those guys back. 855-830-8648-855. I want to hear from you. I, what, 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 you know, where do you put the Packers in the echelon of the uh, NFL? And then, in addition to that, if you don't have them at the top spot, what then would make you say, okay, this team, I can believe it. This team belongs in the top spot. What would cause you to do that? 
Give us a shout. Again, 855-830-8648. What would cause you to then say, yeah, I think this team would be, uh, would be, would be a team that I could give that kind of respect to? I would love to know. Uh, 855-830-8648. Don't forget our friends uh, over there at uh, Bud Light. Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Uh, don't forget also coming up on Thursday night, it's the Bud Light Seltzer Huddle, the Bill Michaels Huddle, brought to you by Bud Light Seltzer. Tomorrow night on the program, Andy Herman and Ross Uglum of PackerReport.com. They're going to be on the panel. We're going to have a good time tomorrow night. Looking forward to it, previewing this game, talking more about all of these topics we're discussing here today. So we'll get into this coming up tomorrow night, 6 to 8 on many of these same stations. So stay tuned for that and mark your calendar and mark your time. And if you can't get a hold of us uh, on the regular you know, stations, uh, because maybe one of the affiliates doesn't carry us, don't forget you always go to the Radio.com app. Radio.com, and then just follow 1250 AM uh, out of Milwaukee, the fan. You can do that, or you can just search Bill Michaels and track us down that way. Regardless, go to the radio.com app, and you can find anything and everything, including the podcasts and the downloads and the shows and such, all right there. Again, go to radio.com. Great way to listen to the program and very, very, very clear as well. Let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, going to get back into this, going to talk with Kevin Cole, data scientist for Pro Football Focus. We're going to talk with him about how good this Green Bay Packers team is analytically. What do the numbers say? We'll talk about that next on the Bill Michael Show. How are we looking? Bill Michael Show continues on. We are glad you are here. Don't forget our friends over there at Quick Trip, just like Mom made. All kinds of new meals that are fresh made, packaged, sent out to the stores that day, and they're ready for you. So what's for dinner tonight? Chicken fettuccine Alfredo? Are you talking about maybe some pork or stuffing or whatever it happens to be? Uh, it's all right there for you. There you go. That's from our friends over there at Quick Trip. Quick Trip's got you covered for dinner tonight. So when you ask what's for dinner, say Quick Trip. And you may go, what? But, uh, you know, quick trip. That's a place to go. They got you covered. Good for dinner. Uh, let's do this. Uh, let's go and, and take a look at some of the analytics side of things of what we've been discussing when it comes to the best teams in the NFL. Kevin Cole, data scientist for Pro Football Focus, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline at Kevin Cole PFF on Twitter. Kevin, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, we're good. Uh, there's been a lot of speculation over the last 24, 48 hours as power rankings come out in the NFL about how good the Green Bay Packers are. So what do the numbers tell you when it comes to ranking teams in the NFL? Yeah, I mean, if we're going to split it traditionally by offense and defense, I think the numbers tell us that the Packers are probably the best offense in the NFL right now. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is playing back at an MVP level, and the running game has been extremely effective uh, you know, Aaron Jones has not only been a stud running the ball, um, but he's also been so great catching the ball out of the backfield that they're really firing on, on all cylinders offensively. The defense is where it's going to be a bit more of a question, um, not grading nearly as well as what we saw last year. The opponents haven't been, you know, it's not a downtrodden bunch that they've they've faced, but they haven't been the strongest opponent so far. And I know that the Tampa Bay offense is probably going to be the best that they've faced so far because we have Brady graded pretty highly this year um, despite the fact that he's had some more interceptions and some more poor play so th this will be a good test for them 
So uh, Aaron Rodgers in his play right now uh, in, in relation to other quarterbacks. Now we know Russell Wilson is getting a lot of props because he's almost willing that team to win. But how well has Aaron Rodgers played this year? I mean, he's been the best quarterback in the NFL by not only our grading, where we have him slightly higher than Russell Wilson so far this year, but if you look at some different advanced metrics um, that incorporate different statistics, there's something called expected points added, which really looks at the value of every play on a points basis, and he is pretty far out in front in that category because not only is he making plays, but he's, he's not doing anything negative. He has no turnover-worthy plays. He has no interceptions. He is taking very few sacks this year, and that's something which from time to time can be an issue of his. So he seems to be playing so well within rhythm there that he's not doing as much holding of the ball and taking sacks, which are kind of like a in – some, in some people's minds is a hidden negative that someone like Russell Wilson has where he takes a lot of sacks that people are ignoring right now. So I think Rodgers is playing almost as well as he ever has. One of the things that I've noticed is last year, even at times when he didn't take sack – Sacks. He had more throwaways, I think, than at any other point in his career last year. He was looking and looking and looking and then throwing the ball away. This year, you hardly see that at all. I mean, that's how good he's been. So uh, I agree with you. I, I think he's getting rid of the football. He's going through his progressions really quick. And, and just getting rid of the ball and letting his guys around him do the work. And he's made guys like Alan Lazard look good. We know the, the, the prowess of Devontae Adams. Jamal Williams coming out of the backfield. It seems like the weaponry he has, even though it doesn't have big names, it's been spread around this year. Yeah, I mean, and that's really a differentiating factor when you think about what he's been able to do this year is the fact that Devontae Adams has been down for a while. He's, he's making you know almost superstars the last couple of weeks out of guys like Robert Tanyan and other no-name type of players who people weren't expecting to be major contributors this year. Now, also, to spread around some of the credit here, I think we have to look at the scheme and how well things are going with Matt LaFleur's scheme here is that there are some guys time to time who are pretty wide open. So he's, he's hitting the open throws, which is important and something you don't want to miss. And he's also making throws. Um, the question will be going forward. If he doesn't have all of, he doesn't have a mix of those wide open throws in there, how he will play, whether he'll revert back to some of those old tendencies. That's what we're yet to see, but I'm encouraged that he won't. Uh, by the way, we're talking with Kevin Cole, data scientist for Pro Football Focus. So tell me more about Tom Brady and what he's done this season. I mean, some will say, well, you got to give it a year because obviously he's absorbing a new system and you know absorbing new guys and tendencies. Others say he just looks old. Yeah, I think the you have to you have to separate somewhat the results from how well he's actually playing. That's what we try to do with with grading and some of the other statistics that we track here. Um, like I mentioned, I think people would be surprised that Tom Brady is in, you know, the, like top five, top six uh, type of type of quarterback so far this year. And when you break down some of the the internals and what he's been able to do, he's second in the NFL right now to Russell Wilson in what we call big time throw. So it's a throw where a quarterback is pushing the ball down the field, throwing it to a tight window. Um, it's really a, a big time play. So he's he's second in that category. Yet he, with, with 16 this season, he only has three turnover-worthy plays, yet he has four interceptions. So typically you're going to see uh, someone will have maybe one and a half to two times as many turnover-worthy plays as interceptions because, you know, dropped interceptions, things like that. So he's actually been the reverse. He's had passes that were dropped by his, 
his offensive players that have become interceptions. So I think a lot of the, the focus has been on the interceptions because we saw a couple of those tick sixes, which were you know clearly his fault. But the rest of the game that he's been playing, he's been doing really well. And then to take it a bit further, he has 15 drop passes so far this year. So again, that is second to only Josh Allen. And he's thrown the ball fewer times than Josh Allen has this year. So he has a lot of these, these negatives that go into the traditional stats that people might think he's not playing that well. But we see him as playing better. And when those things start to realign, when they kind of regress back to normal, uh, his numbers, his, his traditional numbers should move up. So the other quarterbacks, you talked about Russell Wilson. Give me Patrick Mahomes. Give me a guy like uh, Lamar Jackson. And Jackson, obviously the MVP from last season. Tell me about their season thus far. Yeah, I think Patrick Mahomes, I would put it in the – he's having a great season, but he's not having a great Patrick Mahomes season so far this year. What's interesting, again, when we separate the results from, from, from how they were actually playing, last week you know, they lost that game, and we had him grading as, as grading pretty well. They had a holding penalty, which took away that 60-yard touchdown to Tyreek Hill. They had another holding penalty, which took away – a touchdown. He had a drop on what would have been a third and 20 conversion. So he's been playing probably better than some people think, but not at that Patrick Mahomes type of level. Again, he's in that maybe six to eight range as far as how well he's played this year. So when his ceiling, of course, is the best quarterback in the league. So I wouldn't put him there. It's been more troubling with Lamar Jackson. And it's he was playing very well going into the Chiefs game. It started with the Chiefs game, which may have been uh, one of his, you know, his very poor performance there. And then last week against the Bengals, you know, they won that game. But Lamar Jackson, by grading, had one of his worst games that he's ever had. By statistical measures, he had one of the worst games he's ever had. He's not running the ball, which may have something to do with the fact that he had a little bit of a, of a knee issue there. So there are more concerns here with him where you're saying, okay, if they're playing from behind like they did against the Chiefs, can they come back? If he's not running the ball like they did last week, can they have an effective offense? Uh, it didn't matter last week because their, their defense was terrorizing Joe Burrow the entire game. But it can matter when they're facing top-tier competition. There's a decision to be made in Green Bay this coming offseason about Aaron Jones. How good has Aaron Jones been? We saw what he really kind of blossomed into last year, and he's taken it to a whole other level this year. How good is he? Yeah, it's it's. I think if you're, I was thinking about potential, you know, offensive players of the year this year. So not MVP, but that 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 next slot down. And I think it's probably Alvin Kamara first, but then I would put Aaron Jones right second next to him I mean he has he's done everything like I mentioned the it's not only through running but through receiving and there's there's not a lot that that he can't do so I, I mean I'm more of the mindset that a running back is a is a replaceable a more replaceable position than others but the key is when a running back can also be a threat catching the ball and not just catching screens catching the ball downfield and that's what we're seeing him do quite a bit and we haven't seen much from the rookie A.J. Dillon so that's going to also complicate the decision if they feel like they can move on uh, you know what's funny I was reading and uh, looking through the statistical analysis of pro football focus and A.J. Dillon ranks high has he just been that efficient when he has had snaps is that is that kind of what you're looking at because he ranks really high even though he hasn't carried the ball very much but just for what I've seen it looks like what he's doing he's gathering pretty well yeah, I mean these are these are rate stats, and even for our grades, they're whether you have, you know, ten attempts or a hundred attempts, it's all it's all scaled based upon the efficiency per 
per attempt or per play that they're making. So yeah, I mean, he's graded well. So if you, if you didn't account at all for, uh, if there was no threshold for how many, a, a minimum number of attempts, he would be in, in the top 10. The problem is he just has barely touched the ball and that the amount that he touched the ball is, is going down over time. Um, I think what he did is he forced a lot of missed tackles uh, in the very few attempts that he had, and that's something that we grade very highly. Right, before I let you go, also, uh, Jamal Williams, he's another guy coming out of the backfield. He's going to be a guy looking for a contract as well. So tell me a little bit about the statistics, how he kind of rates. Yeah, he hasn't been uh, you know, on the level of, of Aaron Jones, obviously, uh, so far this year, but he has improved. Quite, quite a bit from what we what we'd seen before I think with him I mean it doesn't show up in our grading nearly as much as it has in the narrative that you're hearing about how he's in such great shape and he's he's playing so well I mean we only have a couple of missed uh, forced missed tackles uh, for, for so far this season uh, so for us when we're looking at it he hasn't been as effective from a grading standpoint but I think he's been more than sufficient to fill in and to spell Aaron Jones. So if, if there was a, a running back who they could probably turn away from um, after this season, it would be Jamal Williams. And, you know, good for him that he's having this type of season and getting the recognition that he is going potentially becoming a free agent. Hey, real quick before I let you go, one more. Uh, but it, Ben Roethlisberger, back this year, healthy this year. The Steelers seem to be a really balanced team. We were talking about them flying under the radar a little bit. But talk about Big Ben's play in that offense because it certainly seems like he's having uh, a very quiet but a resurgence of a season. Yeah, he's playing well, although I, I'm not, I, I don't think it's quite at the same level as you're seeing uh, for, for some other quarterbacks. We have him more in that 10 to 15 sort of range for quarterbacks this year. He, you know, how they run that offense is very different from these big macro trends that we've seen in the NFL. And specifically we've seen with the Packers where you're going to, uh, you know, you're going to play action. You're, uh, the, the Steelers just don't run a lot of play action. Uh, you're going under center when you're doing a lot of this. The Steelers love to go out of the shotgun. Um, so if you look at what Ben's done this year, he's had one of the quickest time to throws in the league. And he traditionally has done that. He gets the ball out quickly. He doesn't run play action, which normally takes a little bit longer for plays to develop. And he likes to be out of the shotgun and to, and to deal from that position. So he has really not pushed the ball downfield so far this season. James Washington is a guy for him who can do that. Maybe Chase Claypool, who's emerging, is a guy who can, he can do that. But he hasn't found the Antonio Brown, which he had before, to really make bigger plays down the field. But he has been efficient. It's just been in smaller chunks than what we've seen previously from him. Great stuff. Love listening to the analytics, Kevin. I appreciate it. We'll touch base back with you later on, okay? All right. Thanks so much. Appreciate it, pal. There you go. Kevin Cole, data scientist for Pro Football Focus. You can find him on Twitter at Kevin Cole PFF. He joins us on the Schneider Orange Highline. Schneider hiring drivers right now, 85-plus years. They've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. Speaking of driving, Radio Joe, you cruising too, right? I love to cruise, and I love my Hyundai Sonata. I drive it quite a bit. Um, and it is just, it has become my favorite car that I've ever driven. And the other thing that I absolutely love is, is customer satisfaction because when I bought my car, I got took took care of, and that was the most important thing. Guys, let me tell you about my friends at Hyundai West Alice. They are the number one overall store in customer satisfaction, and when you see what they're doing in their showroom and service drive, you'll understand why. 
The staff at Hyundai West Dallas takes your safety very seriously. You will notice that they are all wearing masks and they're wiping everything down. And when you bring your car into surface, they even put steering wheel covers on so no germs are able to be passed. Their showroom is always being cleaned. And don't worry, if you forget your mask at home, it happens to all of us. They have free ones for you. So why do I say all of this? Well, it's pretty easy. It's just one more reason why you need to get your new car from Hyundai West Dallas. They have the lowest prices in town, the best inventory, and are the most respectful when it comes to your safety. They even have discounted prices on the 2021 Hyundai Palisade, the best-selling SUV around. Hyundai West Dallas located just off of Highway 100 in West Dallas. And just a quick 15-minute ride from Waukesha, not too far from West Bend, downtown Milwaukee, When you go in, if you mention my name, Joe Zanzola or Radio Joe, you will receive an additional $500 off any new or used vehicle in their inventory. Hyundai West Dallas, where their ordinary needs to be extraordinary. There you go. That's Radio Joe. When we come back, uh, it's not going to surprise you which Major League Baseball pitcher enjoying, uh, you know, not having the fans in the stands. We'll talk about that. And there is a bet out. I'll see if you uh, want to jump in on this as well. We'll talk a little bit about it when we return. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. And gold update brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veteran Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. Packers head coach Matt LaFleur installing the game plan for Tampa Bay this Sunday. Tight end Mercedes Lewis was asked why the Packers offense is off to such a fast start. I just think that it being LaFleur's second year and then Aaron's second year with him, I just think that, you know, I'm familiarity with the offense is just a little better now. You know, when it comes to making adjustments throughout the game and then going in at halftime and coming back out, Aaron knows exactly what's going on before the coach even gets to him and has his own corrections and uh, adjustments that he wants to make too. So it just becomes an easier process once once we get back out there. Lewis on FSR. Aaron Rodgers was on with Pat McAfee and was asked, how is rookie quarterback Jordan Love doing so far? He's doing well. He's doing really well. You know, this is a good time for him to learn, to see what it looks like, to see what the weeks uh, of preparation look like, what it sounds like and feels like when the starter says, it's not my job to get the the next guy ready. Uh, (laughs) Which far be said. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. Well, he was never a big social guy anyway when he was here with the Brewers, but now Zach Granke with the Houston Astros said, hey, I don't I don't miss the fans not being in the stands. I'm, I'm good with that. What's it been like not playing in front of fans and not having that fan involvement? Is it something that you've noticed uh, as you've been on the mound this year? Uh, you know, I don't really notice fans uh, when the game's going on, but uh, warming up and practice before game, I mean, for me, it's nice not having fans in the stands, but most people like it. Uh, when the game comes on, I, it's it's the same for me. What, what, why don't you like having, or do you mind not having fans in the stands? Uh, I mean, because then there's no one trying to talk to you and asking for autographs and 
wanting pictures and all that stuff. So you, I, I don't like any of that stuff. So uh, it's nice not having that for me. Most people like it. I don't like it. There you go. Zach Granke's like, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like the fans. Not, not, a, not a fan of the fans, so to speak. See, I, I like Zach Greinke when, when he was here. He had that, that – that he has the social anxiety anyway, so I understand it, okay? Um, but, you know, come on. The one thing that I've always told players who don't like fans, who the hell pays your salary? Sponsors pay your salary, but that's because they advertise to – say it with me – the fans, Go out and do your job, but uh, the fans are a part of it. Hey, there is uh, some news out of Vegas I found rather interesting. And what you can bet on. Now, you can bet on damn near everything. But uh, there's two bets, and I want to talk about it when we come back. But we're going to hear from Matt LaFleur as well. Matt LaFleur just spoke to the media. You're going to hear that coming up. So we got a lot yet to go. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show right after this. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.